0: This is Artful Discourse, your weekly escape into the vibrant world of creativity, culture, and intellectual exploration. I'm your host, Benjamin Kirk, and I invite you to join me on a journey through the rich tapestry of human thought and the beating heart of artistic expression at Fresno State's College of Arts and Humanities. Day of Giving was on November 2nd, 2023, and the College of Arts and Humanities once again had an excellent showing. Preliminary numbers show that over $48,000 was raised from 280 gifts. A large portion of that was raised for the Dean's Council Annual Fund. The Dean's Council has a unique structure. About half the funds go to an endowed scholarship, and more than a dozen students across the college's departments receive scholarships every year. The other half goes to the Dean's Discretionary Fund. This is used for student books, tools, and supplies, publications, music production, computer, electronic, equipment, software, and research activities, and as we'll learn today, curriculum development. Today we are joined by Dr. Tara Hashimi, Assistant Professor of French at Fresno State. Through the Center for Education, Resources, and Culture, Language, and Literacy, which is providing leadership and financial support, she is developing a French language curriculum that aligns with the United Nations 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development and its 17 Sustainable Development Goals. The project is funded in part by the Dean's Council Annual Fund and your day of giving donations. Dr. Hasimi welcome.:
1: Thank you, thank you for having me.:
0: And we are also joined by phone by Dr. Beatrice Dupree, uh, professor of French and Applied Linguistics at the University of Arizona, and the co-director for the Center for Educational Resources and Culture, Language and Literacy. and is the acronym Cyril?: Circle. Circle. okay. And she is serving as the lead on the project. So welcome to you as well, Dr. Tupri. Well,
2: thank you for having us. Uh,
0: Dr. Hashimi, can you tell me about the curriculum you're developing?
1: Sure, yes. So this is a project that, as you said, is funded partially by the Dean's Council as well as the Title VI Center um, circle. Uh, in collaboration with Dr. Dupree from the University of Arizona. And it's a project that will take place over the next three years, where we will be developing a curriculum for the basic language French programs. We will be developing material that will be accessible to everyone and free for um, use for other programs as well, French programs around the country as well. Oh,
0: wow. So this is actually free.
1: Yes. Well, it is funded by uh, Circle, which is a Title VI an LRC, language resource center. Um, and so thanks to them, this material will be made available for everyone for free.
0: Who are these courses aimed at? Is this high school, undergraduate, graduate level? University.
1: University. So University level. undergraduate, uh, first year, second year, French curriculum.
2: Yeah, I think that we, we, we're definitely developing this for uh, with a college audience in mind. But I think somebody um, just because they're open education, their these materials, this curriculum is going to be open uh, access. It could also be used in uh, in high school uh, French, uh, where the teachers could actually uh, tailor the curriculum to meet their needs in that particular context and what and students of that age group. Now, open
0: access—I've been hearing this term a lot. This is kind of a a new concept that's being that's growing across uh, academia. Can you talk a little bit about that, what that is, what that means for students?
2: Sure. Yeah, so, um, sure. Um, so it's part of the uh, open education movement and you you can license uh, these materials uh, in different ways. So some of these materials are more open than others, um, especially if the... Um, curriculum or content creators want to make sure that their, um, their ideas or their understanding of, in our case of um, language teaching and learning um, is kind of respected and doesn't take the material in a, in a way that's kind of different from what was originally, it was originally conceived as. So different licenses, some are very open, some may restrict the use of these materials to only educators, and not, and not, and they cannot be used for commercial use, and so on and so forth. But the idea is that they're free.
0: Tara, how are these courses different than what is currently being offered at Fresno State?
1: It's different in the approach that we're going to propose and in the So the approach is a multi-literacy oriented approach, Mm -hmm. right? And then in the content that we, the the approach will use a specific content, which is the 17 sustainable developmental goals, which are uh, an initiative that was started by the United Nations with the objective that that by 2030, we will have reached those goal sets and there are 17. And they go from everything to zero hunger, to justice, to um, um, clean water accessible for everyone. And so what we will be developing with Beatrice is a curriculum that will have a module centered on each one of these goals.
0: Okay. Dr. Dupree, what is the Center for Education Resource and Culture, Language, and Literacy? And... What is their role in this project or your role in this project?
2: Okay, so uh, the Center for Educational Resources in uh, Culture, Language, and Literacy is uh, a center that is primarily funded uh, through a grant, a Title VI grant, uh, so by the U.S. Department of Education. It's um, The center um, was created in 2006 and has been um funded every four years um, uh, by the U.S. Department of Education and one of the mission, uh, well, the, these centers have multiple missions, some centers have a more, some of the, so like Tara said, I think initially there are 16 uh, centers like this in the United States. Um, Some of them are very focused on a particular language. Others are more general and cover a wide range of languages, which is the case for for CIRCLE. And the mission of language resource centers is is to research, um, to support research related to language teaching and learning, as well as uh, supporting the development of language teaching and language learning materials as well as providing um, professional uh, learning opportunities uh, for teachers. So sometimes these opportunities can be based on the materials and the research that we have developed here at the center or it can be other areas that teachers are interested in. So your next question was about my role. So my role at circle is that I co-directed, mm-hmm. um, with, uh, another colleague here at the university of Arizona, Dr. Chantal Warner and my role in this project is, uh, so I was, uh, I'm, I'm the PI, uh, on this title six grant for this current cycle. And, um, Tara and I had been talking about developing such a project for a little while, and uh, we had kind of tested the water mm-hmm. with um, her with classes and students showed a really um, deep interest in these issues. And when the opportunity came where we were applying for a new grant to, su- to support the center, we put in this project with the idea of developing a curriculum for first year and second collegiate French um, and that's how we became um, partners if you will in this in this particular project
0: all right now I want to back this up just a little bit and break down some of the terms we're using here uh, so mm-hmm. the first one Terry you mentioned that it's multi multi-literacy framework right mm-hmm. is that did I get that right yeah. and I, I noticed uh, dr. Dupree you wrote a book Called mm-hmm. a multiliteracies framework for collegiate and foreign languages teaching. So, is this your framework?
2: No, it's not actually my framework. Okay. Um, back in 1996, there was a group of scholars called the New London Group that met in New London, and they they decide they they were discussing how literacy was changing at that time, and how. Um, maybe schools were not really catching up on Mm. what was happening in that area. Uh, Literacy at that time, and sometimes when you say the word literacy, um, the first thing that people think is reading and writing, but usually in more standardized forms and um, more kind of print based kind of text. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what that group was saying is that, well, literacies were changing rapidly, not only because um, there was a greater uh, linguistic and cultural diversity um, in in the U.S. context, but you could look at it also more broadly worldwide, but also things were changing in that it was the becoming technology was increasingly um, pervading our lives and bringing new forms of literacy um, and therefore we needed to account for that as well. So things were changing and um, I would say back in the early 2000, Mm -hmm. um, the field of foreign languages kind of caught up on this notion and adopted. So there was another book that came in the, at that time that was focusing in on literacy and foreign language teaching by Richard, Richard Kern. And uh, so that's when the movement in foreign languages picked up on that particular notion of that we needed to, to, um, to increase, increase text based instruction in, mm-hmm. um, in language, in language education, and um, and that we needed to deal with this text. And these texts were not only literary in nature or print in nature, but that we needed to account for the wide variety of texts that were available um, to us. And that included multimodal text, either um, printed text, but also digital text as well. Okay. And then uh,
0: let's talk a little bit about the United Nations 2030 Sustainable Development Goals. And th- there were 17 total, but it looks like you are focused on just a few of these, if I...
1: No, so oh. for now, right? As, yeah. as Beatrice said, we've been testing the water a little bit mm-hmm. with, the, with the students and their interest and in how addressing those goals would be like in a classroom. Um, eventually, we will be addressing all those goals when developing... The curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, yeah, one, one of the goals that um, we've been working on a little bit with the, with the students was um, zero hunger. That's goal number two mm-hmm. from the United Nations. And the way we brought it in the classroom was giving students different articles about food waste, but also food deserts. And so students, what they had to do, and those articles were in French. Students had to read them and just, you know, get to know more about those issues. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the semester, um, using different assignments with different goals, they developed infographics addressing either food waste or food deserts. And the results were amazing. Students were really engaged and really related to those issues. Mm. And that made us um, yeah want to do more of that. The other reason why... Um, the other, the other inspiration for this project was that in 2019, Fresno State actually made a pact with the United Nations and joined the global compact, right? Mm-hmm. So as a campus, we became, and, and I'm sure people here at Fresno State can relate, we, we, we are doing a lot to become more sustainable right. and be more aligned with those ideas. Mm-hmm. And so the idea here that w- with Beatrice, what, what we're developing is that why not address these issues also in our language classroom, and here more particularly in our French classrooms, and have students critically think about those issues, and you know, provide possible solutions.
0: Tell me more about the infograph project. That sounds really interesting.
1: Yeah. So students, after reading and become more familiarized with, you know, articles, research articles about a specific issue. So here for us it was um, no hunger, food desert, food waste. Um, they would have to then come up with their own research. But instead of asking them to write a report or go as, because we're using a multiliteracy approach, instead of asking them to write something two, three pages about whatever mm-hmm. issue, we asked them to use infographics. And that required them to not only summarize you know, the, the ideas they had in an infographic form, which was difficult for them. But at the same time what I would do in the classroom is provide them actual infographics that would address those issues so they would have examples of how an infographic works. So an infographic as I'm sure you can all picture is very minimum text, mm-hmm. a lot of images, a lot of symbols in order to convey an information, a, a piece of information in order to convey information in this very different genres that is infographics compared to writing a paragraph or a text about about
0: it right' that's, that's really cool now that was a project that covered the zero hunger and I imagine that could be used in other areas too but do you have any other examples of, of how the sustainability goals are used in the curriculum
2: yeah
1: uh, so for the another project that we had that we did with another uh, class was um, uh, focused on objective number 13 which is climate action and here students were reading more. And researching more about um, air quality and I remember it was a semester where we had a lot of fires um, so the air quality specifically in Fresno was terrible so students were very imp- so the whole s- topic was climate action but we kind of geared towards air quality naturally that's where that's what students wanted to take action on and do research on and so with that they read more about air quality and air quality specifically in Fresno and what that, what that does to your health. And so they developed again infographics and they were all, we, we have a bunch of samples of them. They were all very different uh, in, in, in what really concerned them about air quality and what that means long term and what they can do to maybe address those issues.
0: Dr. Dupree, do you have anything else to add?
2: Yeah, so I think you know. And initially, we when we um, we decided to engage students in the in the crafting design the the design of these infographics. Uh, it was also with the idea that not only were we were we tapping into uh, things that well issues that were of interest to them, but we also at the same time wanted to. Uh, try to develop their media literacy as well as their information literacy so like tara said early, uh, earlier you know getting them to read information in a, in a critical way mm-hmm. and um, then with media literacy is getting to understand how different media so we focused on infographic this time where initially not only were they provided like tara said with infographics on similar topics for them to examine, but also analyze how these were composed. You know, what choices did the authors of these infographic make and why did they think they made, they made these choices and kind of think about, you know, audience. So that was another thing that students had to think about, you know, in the design of their infographic. Who were they talking to were they addressing peers or were they addressing maybe people of um, their parents age or who were they trying to um, share the information that they had gathered uh, with so that that was that was one thing but we would not I mean in the in the curriculum project and Tara and I I've already kind of started talking about this. Both our campuses, both our campuses are Adobe camp- campuses, mm-hmm. so we would want to get them not only to work with infographics, but also maybe uh, do some video work. Uh, as well as some maybe uh, website design work and so on. So really focusing on media information and also digital literacy as well.
0: Yeah. And you were reading my mind on that because that's kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking, mm-hmm. wow, you can really open this up Absolutely. to a lot sure. of different formats, mm-hmm. video presentations, just mm-hmm. just all kinds of things rather than the standard write, test, exactly. write, test. Yeah, and
1: that's the main objective really right. here is to, again, like, Bring that into our classrooms and have them think critically, but not right develop their multi literacy and not yeah. just. It
0: r- really spurs your creativity as well. Yeah. As well yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And
1: and having you know Adobe and have it it be accessible yeah, for free it, to our students is yeah. like a huge yeah. plus.
2: Yeah, and I think sometimes one one thing that, uh, especially at that level of um, proficiency, students are kind of they have lots of things that they can bring to the table besides just their. They're French, which is still in development at that time, but a lot of them come with already experience with sometimes design of infographics. I mean, I remember we had, Tara had some students who were in public health and who were very familiar with that particular genre or um, they they have back, a background in design, or they have done some video work. And as we were talking, uh, Ben, I was thinking, well, students could also do a podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. Where we could imagine them maybe finding um, French speakers who are specialists, maybe some French speakers on their campus who are dealing with these issues in some of the departments that you have, or maybe finding you know, guests that, you could participate in a in a podcast as well. So there's a lot of different things that we can think of. And I think once we uh, we settle down and just look at our template and start thinking about different ways of you know helping students develop this these different literacies, I think that's gonna lead to a a much richer and much broader than what they usually have. Another thing I was thinking about as
0: well is, you know, especially when related to the United Nations sustainability goals. Mm-hmm. And I think we had this conversation a little bit earlier, Tara, where we were talking about traditional language is, is almost like mm-hmm. vacation based. Yeah. It's how do I find mm-hmm. my hotel? How do I order mm-hmm. a croissant? Yeah. You know, how, mm-hmm. do, how, do how do I rent a car? Mm-hmm. And, and this, this really takes it beyond into a, a living, a business, a,
1: Being part of a, you know, being a global citizen of the world, That's a
0: good way to put it. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
1: So whatever issue is happening in the world should be of a concern to you as well. So talking about food, we're, we're still talking about food, but we're talking about them in a context of food desert and why do we have food deserts and how does that affect people and what's, you know, eventually what happens when people are in food deserts? What does that mean? Yeah
2: all right no. yeah and i think oh, oh okay. sorry <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead um yeah tara and i were talking about this recently as just that um i think young people so the, the students who are currently our uh, undergraduates have really been at the forefront of these issues you know when we think about climate change or gender equality or having sustainable cities or preserving the oceans and, and things like that. And therefore, these are issues that are of great concern to them. And therefore, bringing this everywhere we can, can only engage them even more in mm-hmm. their education. And, you know, and I think also with these goals, we can, um, again, bring this variety of texts. As Tara and I were talking about recently, is that not only can we bring, um, journalistic text or scientific text but we can also bring literature because there has been there has been poems and and stories but there are also films on some of these issues so i think it's just we can tap in lots and lots of different things it's, with this particular curriculum
0: it just sounds like a much more <laughs> holistic approach absolutely mm-hmm. yeah, that's amazing so what's involved in developing the curriculum and what's the scope of the project
1: so we will be working for the next 3 years in developing Different, so 17 different modules right to address the 17 goals mm-hmm. and so we hope to be done by spring of 2026 and make it available to anyone who's interested
0: and that was my next question so spring 2026 is about when you're mm-hmm. when yes. you're ready yeah yes mm-hmm all right, well, Day of Giving is over. You can still support students' success through the Dean's Council Annual Fund. Just visit cah.fresnostate.edu and click on Give in the menu, and then follow the instructions. The College of Arts and Humanities holds double, dozens of public events every semester. For the latest concerts, theater performances, art shows, and lectures, visit calendar.fresnostate.edu. We'll see you next week for another edition of Artful Discourse. Thank you. Artful Discourse is a production of the College of Arts and Humanities California State University, Fresno. The dean is Dr. Enora Chapman, and the associate dean is Dr. Sergio Laporta. This program is written, directed, and produced by me, Benjamin Kirk, the college's communication specialist. The theme song for Artful Discourse is Made in Voyage by Fresno State music professor Benjamin Boone from his album, Joy. More information about his music can be found at BenjaminBoon.com. Special thanks to KFSR and FSR Underground General Manager Julie Lindell for making this show possible. You can learn more about the College of Arts and Humanities and find an archive of our shows at our website, cah.fresnostate.edu or on our blog, fresnostatecah.com.